I think that the biggest myth, the thing that stops a lot of people from even getting started in podcasting is that you think that people think that you need a lot of th inherent things. For example, that you need a good voice. You need a great personality. You need to have something, you know, like super clever to say every time. You need to be super witty, like you were saying. Um, you need to buy expensive equipment so you sound, you know, studio quality all the time. Uh, and I just think that's wrong. Like you really don't need that much to get started in podcasting and you don't need to be uh, anyone special like because you've got, you've already got something special and you need to say, you just need to be able to express it in the right way. And really the only way that you get good at expressing things in the right way is with practice. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Expert. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now, today we've got a, another great guest on the podcast, Carl Robinson. And uh, Carl, we're going to talk about a few great things, uh, a lot to do with the uh, uh, about podcasting so but a little bit about how to start and grow a podcast also a little bit about what is asynchronous podcasting uh, maybe talk a little bit about uh, team leadership as they're and how they're doing it with the the rumble studios uh, maybe talk a little bit more generally about sales and uh, how to do sales training and uh, working with co-founders and uh, uh, letting uh, letting go as a founder and being able to delegate. So it should be some uh, great conversations and, uh, and a great discussion. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Carl. Hey, Devin. Great to be back. How's it going? Well, it's going well. So, and and for those that didn't or haven't caught it, so Carl was on our our sister podcast, uh, the Inventive Journey. So definitely uh, go or invite you to encourage you to go check out that uh, episode and uh, go look, or find out more about uh, Carl's journey and how he got to where uh, that he's at where he's at today. Um, but for those that haven't had a chance or saying, hey, I just I just want the the short uh, snippet or version of it. Uh, give or introduce yourself a bit to the audience. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Carl Robinson, co-founder CEO of, uh, of Rumble Studio. Uh, Rumble Studio is a, is a SaaS application uh, that helps creators, agencies, companies uh, to create audio content like podcasts 10 times faster and easier uh, through the magic of asynchronous interviews. Uh, so that basically means instead of running live conversations like we're doing now, you add some questions into our platform, send your guests a link and Rumble Studio interviews them for you. Then you get all that audio back and you can put it together into a podcast and this is really what we're, we're focused on um we're based in france uh, but i'm a brit as you can tell and uh we've got what 10 people now and we've been going since september 2020 uh, and we're just uh in the beginning stages of raising our, our next fundraising round as well so if there are any uh, investors listening to this and you like what you hear uh, you can reach out to me uh, at carl at rumble.studio awesome we'll definitely encourage uh, all the investors to reach out and a great uh, business so now, with that, is a is a, a definitely a helpful introduction. Uh, diving into a few of the topics at hand, and we'll get a little bit more into what is or specifically asynchronous podcasting. But I think, in a more general sense, you know, podcasting is one where it seems like it, you know it certainly has gained a lot of popularity. I'm have this podcast. I'd say usually if I'm not, if I'm ever listening to something, you know, whether it's driving or out for the morning run or anything else, I'm either one listening to a, or an audio book. Or two, I'm listening to a podcast and, you know, mm -hmm. kind of the same variation of the same thing. One is just more 
uh, up to date or a longer version of the other. And uh, so, but within that, uh, you know, podcasts have grown. There's a lot of podcasts out there. And so it's kind of one where it used to be a bit more of a niche. And now it's one where it's a, a bit more of a crowded field to where now you're having to cut through the clutter. So if you're to talk to somebody that maybe just, you know, doing a business or just for fun or for a hobby or whatever is saying, Hey, maybe I want to get into doing my own podcast or want to dive in and how should I get started? And how, if I, my aspirations are to grow a bit or to actually gain an audience rather than just do it for my self gratification, how would you mm -hmm. get started and how would you, or any thoughts on how you get started with the podcast and how you might go about growing it? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, first of all, I'll pick up something you said, actually, it, it, it feels like a crowded market and it, for, for sure there's uh, the popularity of, of podcasts is, is growing exponentially. Um, that said, I saw a really interesting stat um, just the other day in preparing the, the pitch deck actually for our, for our raise in that there's almost two and a half million podcasts on Apple Podcasts now, but mm -hmm. only 18% of them are active. Uh, so 82% have, uh, have not released an episode in the past 30 days. So there's, there's huge attrition uh, in podcasting. It's a lot of work. A lot of people try um, the, uh, you know, try and then give up. Uh, and actually the majority of podcasts that are released have uh, only one episode. <laughs> so a lot of people try and then just think, well, that is a lot of work, a lot more than I thought. And then they, and then they quit. Um, mm. And so uh, there's only a few hundred thousand active podcasts. So if, you, if you're thinking of getting into the space, don't stress about, um, you know, being uh, crowded out by the, the big boys who've been doing it for ages. You've got something important to say. You're probably quite unique in the way that you're saying that. And the crowd is only a few hundred thousand uh, across all topics. And if you compare that against, you know, the number of websites that are out there, I think there's more than 450 million WordPress sites alone. Uh, and that doesn't stop people from putting a blog online. Uh, so I think podcasting is really early days and you've got a, a great chance of building up a following uh, if you've got anything at all interesting to say. Um, that's probably the the prerequisite is to have something interesting that you want to give to people um, or at least the uh, the willingness to to bring people who do have something interesting to say onto your show. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, a big part of what we do at Rumble. You know, we it's an interview platform. Interviews are the most popular format because you don't have to come up with all the content yourself every week. You can uh, you can invite people on and they can say something interesting with you and that gives you ideas and you can bounce off each other. Um, so think about what it is that you're good at, that what, what it is you want to say, what your unique uh, message is to the world uh, and who can support you in that. Um, and then put a plan together. Uh, we actually have a, um, a couple of uh, interactive uh, resources that you can use on Rumble Studio. Uh, if you go to rumble.studio slash workshop, um, then that's a, a free course. It's a video plus some uh, templates you can download that basically ask you all the questions that you should answer before you record your first episode. Uh, and this is probably the mistake that most podcasters do is that they get excited about the idea of doing a podcast, grab a mic, record something, probably put it on Anchor, um, and then it doesn't sound that great. So then they struggle with editing it and, and, and making it a bit better. And then they decide, actually, this is it's a lot of work. I'm, I'm just not going to continue. Whereas mm. if you do those you do those steps at the beginning, you've got a clear, you, you know, you'll establish a clear idea of why you're doing it, what, what you hope to gain. You establish your goals, um, what it is that your audience is going to gain from it, what your guests are going to gain from it. You have a clear plan. Um, and then you, you've got a much higher chance of continuing with the podcast because then you can see it as a project, which is a long-term investment. It's not just a, a one and done uh, kind of activity. Uh, you you approach it with the right mindset and you're much more likely to to achieve the goals that you've then set out for yourself. So I'd say that's the biggest tip. And if you're interested, you can go to rumble.studio slash workshop, watch the videos and, and download the, the, the checklist if you like. 
Awesome. No, I think that's um, some great insight and, and definitely helpful and, and guidance on how to get started. So maybe diving into just a, a couple of questions that came to at least to my mind as you're talking about it. So, you know, I think mm -hmm. a lot of times some people, you know, I think there's a few motivations. I'm sure they're more than what I'll just list. But one of them is just, hey, I think it'd be fun. I have something to say and I want to share it with the world. Right. And just kind of mm -hmm. a uh, whether it's politics or religion or points of view or, you know, whatever it is, how to cook or hobbies or whatever it is. You just say, hey, I want I want to share my thoughts with the world. I think I have something to say that's meaningful. And so in that case, it's a personal passion project. And, you know, it seems like sometimes those work. A lot of times that passion quickly goes away as it becomes a lot more work. Um, and then you also will have a lot of times people do that either as part of their business endeavor to reach a new audience to or generate mm -hmm. clients or to showcase their expertise or, you know, something of that nature. So if we focus kind of on that second, because this one's more for, you know, the or the inventive journey is a lot of startups and small businesses. So we, we focus on that, you know, if you're saying as a business, you know, a lot of times it seems to me at least that it can be hard to come up with a good topic that you can continue to churn out content, not, I'm not churn out content mm -hmm. just in, Hey, let's just hurry and throw something out there, but meaningful, good content. That's going to be interesting to your audience. It's going to be helpful. And so give you an example. So one of it is by a big one, you know, you probably know Wondery and they have a big, you know, big uh, podcast and a platform and everything else. And mm -hmm. one of the, um, or there's a, several uh, podcasts that my son and I like to listen to. So one of them is business wars. And although we haven't loved the last couple of business wars episodes, cause they're mm -hmm. kind of, or different businesses that aren't as interesting, but they used to have one that was for American innovations and he loved it because it would go through different innovations throughout the, the uh, you know, throughout American history, which was, you know, the happy, the radio system or, you know, the television or, you know, the automobile and all these things. And after a while, it seemed like they just kind of ran out of content because there was only so many interesting innovations that they could come up with that would garner a big enough audience. Huh. And so it seemed like, and I don't know, they never told me why they stopped the podcast other than they stopped. But even on a much smaller level, you'll start out and you'll say, okay, as an example, Miller IP law, we do intellectual property. So we'll talk all about intellectual property. And then I probably would get, if I were to do that as I, we don't have an intellectual property podcast, but if I do that, I would probably run out of things to say it about episode 20 or 25, because there's only so many interesting, interesting, at least to me topics you can talk about the intellectual property. And so how do you go about if you're looking at it from a business perspective of setting it up that you're not so broad that you don't have any sort of relation to your business and it really has nothing to do with it such that it's probably not going to generate any business, but yet also avoid the issue of going so narrow that you're running out of topics and you're not able to really or continue to sustain the content. Yeah, that that's, it's a, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a really interesting one. It's a really important one as well. Um, so, you know, when I set up my podcast, uh, the voice tech podcast, it was, I, I, I made it deliberately broad enough that it wasn't, I, I, I didn't uh, constrain myself too much, but still the world of voice technology was quite a small world when you when you actually contact the people in it you know there's a few hundred people they all know each other um so it's it's quite it's quite niche in, in and of itself uh, i think it depends on the industry that you're in uh you wouldn't probably want to set up the marketing podcast you know that's too broad uh so you have to then niche down and and look at the uh the you know the areas within marketing that you want to focus on maybe it's performance marketing you know or influencer marketing um if you're doing it as a business then you really want to think about it from 
your customer's point of view, assuming that's, you know, that's why you've got a business podcast, you know, an external facing one, then you're going to want to ask the questions that your audience, your customers or potential customers want answered. And a great way to do that is actually to interview um, your existing customers and the people in the field, because, you know, if your guests are the same type of people as your audience, then they've already experienced or lived through um, the the things that your audience is interested in. And, you know, if you, if you take it, um, you, you know, you take that approach, it's hard to run out of things really, because your audience will always have more questions. There'll always be uh, topics on their minds. There'll always be new trends and new technologies and, and uh, new events in the, in the news to be able to discuss. Uh, and you'll always have that, that, um, that model in mind of is is this relevant to my audience you know like what is it that i'm trying to achieve for me and what is it i'm trying to achieve for my audience um yeah i think uh you know i think there are some podcasts and some some concepts that do just run their course so you you know you you described a, you know a couple there where it's there's nothing wrong with doing podcasts like that um but if your goal and this is why you need to make a plan at the beginning if your goal is to have a podcast that just runs and runs um then you do have to think about the the topic that the, you know that you're able to get basically an infinite amount of uh, of information on uh, one that's going to just continue to evolve over the over the months and years and also ones that have that could potentially be expanded into adjacent areas as well so you know if if you do if you start started with influencer marketing that would go you know very nice you know very nicely with perhaps content marketing you know you could you could branch out into these other areas of marketing that would still be relevant to your audience and would support uh, you know the core mission of your product and uh, of your podcast. No, and I think that's a that's a, a great uh, great takeaway because I mean I think that it is one where you have to be. For or have enough foresight to for one to say who is your market, and you know I think the interesting thing about you know who is your market is you know as an example I'm in IP law yet my market isn't intellectual property attorneys like I am not mm. selling my services to intellectual property attorneys because that's not who my customer is and so if I wanted to you know maybe if I was recruiting or I was trying to get new people on board or trying to get talent then maybe that's a good way to showcase it but if I'm looking and saying hey mine is startups and small businesses then we need to have a, a podcast that is broad enough to have ongoing content and yet is focusing on helping startups and small businesses or providing content that's in interesting to them and that's right. why we've set up everything from the inventive journey which talks about the journey of startups and small businesses we're now doing the inventive expert which is expertise from startups and small businesses and yet that's broad enough that you know we there's a lot of topics and a lot of material you can get and yet it's focused enough that you can actually have something of relevance to what the, your audience is wanting so i think that's uh, definitely some some great uh, takeaways on that now one of the things that i thought you'd mention and, and it's a little bit to do with you guys' business and so love to have or hear a little bit more as you share it is the idea of asynchronous podcasting so before we get into how to do asynchronous podcasting it'd probably be helpful help us define what what is asynchronous podcasting sure so asynchronous podcasting, this is a term that, you know, we've defined. Um, I think we're the only ones doing it. Rumble Studio, we're, we're unique in the in the podcasting world in that sense. Um, and it's a, and a slightly controversial idea as well, because some people have a very fixed idea of what podcasting is. You know, it's like what we're doing right now. Two people on a mic talking to each other at the same time. Asynchronous podcasting changes that by um, separating the host and the guest so that the uh, host, which who is often the, the creator, um, define some questions in advance 
adds them to our system, Rumble Studio, um, and then sends uh, the guests uh, a link essentially to uh, what is an online form. So if you think of like Typeform or Google Forms, essentially today, this is uh, pretty much what we've got. Um, you add in different requests. So you can request audio, you can request text, upload images. You can ask multiple choice questions, this kind of a thing. So it's a bit like Typeform, but with the focus on capturing audio from your guest or guests. Um, and then obviously the big advantage is more than one guest can click the link that you send and each guest that goes in, uh, here's the questions in your, you know, either they can read them in text or they can actually hear you speak them if you've recorded them in, uh, in advance uh, and then record their answer. And, mm. you know, it's zero pressure. They can take their time. They can think about what they're going to say before they say it rather than just blurt out the first thing that comes into their mind. Like sometimes uh, we all do when we're on a live podcast. Um, mm. And then uh, when they're happy, they can move to the next question. Uh, and when they're done, they're done. You know, they can do a few questions today, a few questions tomorrow. It's completely up to them. Uh, and that in itself has a number of benefits because, you know, for the creator and the guest, uh, you don't need to schedule calls, which really take a lot of time. Um, a lot of the time on the podcast, you're listening, right? What you're doing right now is listening to me answer. Sure. Uh, you could be doing something else. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> maybe you are doing something else. Doing. <laughs> I can't see your hands, but <laughs> but um, but it's much more efficient to be able to do this stuff asynchronously, asynchronously and especially if you want to interview multiple guests. Uh, one of the benefits of of, uh, of Rumble is that you can create one interview, let's say five standard questions that could be answered by many people of the same uh, of the same kind. Maybe you're interviewing IP lawyers, and then just send it out to your entire uh, database of IP lawyers and have everybody take part in their own time. Uh, and that way, you might get a hundred different interviews in the same space of time. You could only do one. So there's a huge no, benefit I, I... in scalability. No, and I like that idea. And I, you know, I'll now I'll push back on it because I'll get I'll caveat it with mm -hmm. I think it's an interesting approach and an, a unique idea. Now, the one sure. I could see the and I I could see the pushback that would be from some people that they'd be worried mm -hmm. that if you were to ask people to just simply you know, hey, I have a recorded you know, I'll either give you a question or I'll just do as you can hear my voice and then you'll record your own thing is you know you worry about the quality and other you know in other words one is are they good enough to articulate the answer and or you know because sometimes if you're on a live discussion like this and it's going in a different direction or you're mm -hmm. fumbling mm -hmm. i can give some prompts or i can jump in or i can rephrase a question and kind of aid the podcast along whereas if it's asynchronous it's you know a little bit i'm not there to help the, guide it along or to help make sure mm -hmm. it's a success mm -hmm. and so you know you worry are they going to give enough quality and yet if i have someone that goes through the time and effort to actually record it and do or go through that i don't want to just blow them off and and not you know not use their audio or not use their answer because i don't think it's good enough to make it for an episode and so how do you gauge or how do you manage the quality or how do you make it so that it is a good or still good product while you're not able there to help to manage or guide guide them through that process yeah, uh, so this is one of the, the key things we're working on at Rumble. Obviously, we're creating this format and we're we're working with our community to to improve it all the time. So some of the techniques that we we've learned, um, one of which is start with a good question. There are there are ways to to write questions well that get good answers. So you can write open questions, you can write compound questions, and we actually have written some blogs on, on this uh, to help the guest uh to be able to answer answer well obviously asking questions that a guest can answer that's relevant to their expertise also also really helps um and then uh you have to bear in mind that also when you're recording asynchronously often you're interviewing lots of guests at the same time so you're capturing a lot of audio and you don't have to use all of it in your final production so if some guests fumble then you just don't have to use those answers you can take the best bits from each of your guests and put those into episodes 
Mm. Um, the third one I would say is that we're actually developing um, some uh, some an AI layer to this. This asynchronous system we've got right now is simply a stepping stone to the ultimate vision of Rumble, which is a a, a true two-way real-time conversation between uh, really between three parties: the the creator, the guest, and Rumble Studio. And the way it's going to work is, you know, you would set your first five questions, you send them to your guest, they listen to question number one, give their answer, but then Rumble Studio listens to that answer, analyzes the what was said, and then responds either with um, a, a new follow-up question based on what they said, generated in real time, um, mm. and asking them for more information, maybe to define an acronym, to clarify what they said, um, just to, to expand, uh, and that way you capture more audio with, with no more effort. Um, or to provide some kind of coaching, which is what, what you were alluding to earlier, which is, you know, an, another job of a podcaster. They're not just there to ask question after question. They also encourage, they smile, they ask you to repeat, they ask you to, you know, stop tapping the microphone um, or stop, uh, you know, eating crisps while you're, uh, <laughs> while you're answering, the, uh, answering the questions. There's a lot of things that we can do uh, on an automatic basis to be able to detect whether the, um, you know, whether to provide uh, coaching instead of a, a you know, a follow-up question. So we could say things like, uh, could you please say that again and move closer to the microphone? Hmm. Or, um, you know, we can detect some noise in the background. Can you, you know, close the window? Or can you speak a little bit louder? Um, things like this. And so this is uh, this is what we're, you know, we're building into Rumble Studio is both the ability to follow up with a question, but also the ability to, to coach and help the guest present themselves in the best possible way. This is what, you know, a, a podcaster's job is. No, makes makes perfect sense. So now one other question that it would or come to mind is because it sounds like, you know, what you're and by all means correct me where I'm wrong, but you know, mm. what you're doing is is you're taking, you know, multi you could ask and I'm making up 10 questions that they can hear the audio or they could hear the question or read it and they'll do it. And you may not use all those 10 questions or you may splice or you may grab snippets. Mm -hmm. And if they answer one question that takes 10 minutes and you're saying, Hey, we want to make this more concise down to one minute, then you're going to have to edit and otherwise do that. Now, it seems like, you know, if I go out and hire a company to do that, then they're going to be expert and they can do that. You know, they can make it look polished, make it look nice but two or two questions arise. One is if I'm just trying to get my own podcast going, I have a very small budget and I'm right. not able to go hire someone yet, not because I wouldn't love to, but it just budgets don't allow. Then it becomes a bit more, almost more time consuming to go that direction than as opposed to recording it live. Is that the mm -hmm. case? Has it become one where you're spending more time editing it and trying to make it all splice together than if you did it live? Or is there a benefit or kind of any thoughts on kind of how you'd approach that, especially if, you're not not in the position where you're going to be able to hire someone that can do all that editing for you. Well, no, absolutely. So Rumble Studio is designed for people who've never created an interview, never run an interview, never created audio for in their lives. You know, we're 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 a true end-to-end -end platform that's going to help you plan, record, edit, uh, and publish a podcast without having to go via an expert. Um, most people out there can't afford to hire a podcast producer or podcast editor, um, but they've got interesting things to say. Uh, and this is really the the driving mission behind Rumble Studios to democratize audio content creation and allow everybody, individuals and companies, to be able to make audio and invite guests, uh, customers, uh, colleagues, friends, experts, thought leaders to contribute. Um, and so it's uh, so they're able to transmit the ideas that they want to on the audio channels of the future without having to break the bank uh, or turn it into a full time job, which podcasting often often does. Um, 
one of the things I would say about the, the editing as well is that because it's asynchronous, the guests uh, take their time. You know, like I say, they think about what their answers are going to be in advance. And people are typically perfectionists when they hear their own voice. Uh, as you know, especially when you first start out, you record, you listen back, you're like, oh, no, I've got to delete that. They delete it and then they do it again. I guess guests can be the same. Um, and so they can, they might give it two or three takes before they're like, okay, that's the answer I'm happy with. I'll, I'll let that one go and move on to the next question, uh, which means you actually, as a creator, you get cleaner audio back, uh, which means less editing because the guests already kind of pre-edited it for you. Um, and so you, uh, in Rumble Studio, we have a mix feature, so you can drag and drop all the segments in. We give you the transcript as well, as so you can quickly scan, read, uh, you know, what the guests have said. So you can have a quick look and say, oh, yeah, that looks like an interesting answer preview it um, and then drag it into your mix and you can drag it up and down assemble it add in a th you know a few jingles um, drop in a, a comment if you want if you want to respond to what the guest said as well uh, and then you export and so the whole thing is designed so you don't have to edit waveforms you don't have to like download or, or learn how to use a, an audio editor and you definitely don't need to go via a, a you know a freelance or an agency in order to get a, a decent quality result no, it makes perfect sense and uh, and definitely get there. There sounds like there's a lot of great advantages to asynchronous. I don't know that there's only, you know, you'll, and I, it sounds like, and I don't know, maybe you are saying it and I'm putting words in your mouth that you're saying that I shouldn't be putting there, but you know, it doesn't, I don't know that you'd have to do one or the other. In other words, it seems like, you know, and it even sparks in my mind, hey, it would be kind mm -hmm. of fun to have an asynchronous portion of a podcast or, you know, a follow-on or bonus questions or other things that you may let them do it. And you can do part of it as still, if you like to do live and the conversation and you know you like that discussion you can have part of it being gotta, live or a discussion and part of it being asynchronous and you can absolutely match. And so certainly sounds like it gives a lot more flexibility and options yeah and we've got users who are using rumble for pre-screeners so it's kind of a, an intake for their live conversation uh they use it to catch up with guests that they've interviewed live Maybe six months later, you want to get an update from me, but it's not worth doing another full live interview. You can just send me a quick interview and and uh, on Rumble and just you know get a few sound bites that you can roll into a future episode. Um, and you can play clips of audio that you've recorded on Rumble in your live interviews as well, so that your live guests can respond to those. So there's a lot of ways you can mix and match it. Um, and we've had podcasters tell us that they just want a break from live interviews because that you know it really is you know once you start that that sequence, it's it's grueling, you know, and you don't want to drop off the radar for three months because your listeners will say think you're uh, you've you've packed it all in. But mm. at the same time, you are tired. You know, you need a break. You you you're going to burn out. So async can be a way to to combat that as well. No, and I like that. And I think there is. I mean, and that's like, and, and I don't know that it's specific to podcasts, but if you're doing podcasts are intensive because you always feel like you have to be on your game, so to speak. You always have to be live mm. and personable and have witty things. And I'm not witty, but I, you know, hopefully I, I do get the <laughs> job, but you know, you have to have things to add, questions to ask, follow up things, making comments, you know, right. and all those things in order to make it interactive, make the guest feel at ease, make the podcast go well and on and on. And so while it's, it can be fun and enjoyable, it also is taxing. And so I, I certainly get that it's a great way that you can maybe intersperse, you know, sometimes maybe you do a once a month, we'll do a live once a month, we'll do asynchronous or whatever the frequency or once a week or once a day or however often you do it but i love that that it gives kind of those options of you don't have to all do it one way and you can be flexible and explore doing it different ways and mixing that up so i think that's a that's great it. a great idea and some great options 
we haven't even touched most of the other things and we're already running up against uh, the towards the end of the podcast so i'm going to forego and maybe we'll have to have you on to we we have a for all the listeners are probably aware we have a series of podcasts where we highlight different things so we'll have to have you back on and maybe discuss some of the other things on one of the other sister podcasts but i'll ask one question or before i wrap up with my final question but the pre-question to the final question which is now if you're mm-hmm. saying you know maybe you do the top one or two don'ts of a podcast so, and there's a lot of do's we've kind of already talked a lot of those but if you're saying if you're thinking about starting a podcast what'd be kind of maybe your top one or two don't do this or make sure to avoid this mm. in order to be a success any any thoughts on that yeah i would say a mistake that a lot of new podcasters make is to record one episode and then release it I think what that what that sets you up is you're always chasing your tail you're always panicking to record the next episode you've released one you think well I've decided to release a weekly episode so now I've got exactly one week to find a guest record edit release uh that is a really stressful position to put yourself in and I would highly recommend you don't do it um it's one of the many reasons why you should create a plan so you know download that that workshop if uh, if you can and I would say batch episodes so make a plan for the first six for example it's a manageable number or even the first three but I think six is a is a great one to start with um decide what you want to say over those six episodes identify you know a guest or two for each one go ahead and record them all listen to them edit them all get your jingles sorted get your website up and running go do your social you know social media and everything like prepare it then release the first episode tell everybody and then you know a week later or two weeks later you can release the second one no stress because it's ready. And once you've got those sticks in your pocket, you release them. Then you can take a bit of a break if you want. You can say, right, I'll be back in a, you know, in a couple of months or whatever and mm. do another batch. Um, and, and async is a great way of doing this because you can create one interview, send it to six people, get, you know, get enough content for, for, for six episodes, edit that in a batch. And this is what all the professionals I speak to do. Um, they've probably learned the hard way like I did um, by releasing one at a time. But everyone I know in the industry batches these episodes whether it's for clients or for their own podcast no and i think that's a it's a great point because i do think that you know it is stressful you know you're thinking how have i even or how am i gonna forever get those guests and especially i said if you have a someone that is you know running it all for you they probably have experience and they have contacts and maybe they can do it but if you're doing it on your own you're thinking i have to figure out find a get every new guest every week and i have to find that guest Mm -hmm. get them scheduled make your do the episode do the editing and i'll get it all released it's a lot to do so i do like the idea of batching it especially when you're getting up and going sometimes they create their own momentum and then it gets a little bit easier and Mm -hmm. you can make it a little more consistent but certainly for the first one i or you know first several and, and getting started i think that's definitely a great uh, great uh, thing to avoid and thing to keep in mind so now with that we will jump to the last question i always ask at the end of each episode which is within your industry what is the biggest myth and why is it wrong well i think that the biggest myth the thing that stops a lot of people from even getting started in podcasting is that you think that people think that you need a lot of th- inherent things for example that you need a good voice you need a great personality you need to have something you know like super clever to say every time you need to be super witty like you were saying um you need to buy expensive equipment so you sound you know studio quality all the time uh, and i just think that's wrong like you really don't need that much to get started in podcasting and you don't need to be uh anyone special like because you've got you've already got something special and unique to say you just need to be able to express it in the right way and really the only way that you get good at expressing things in the right way is with practice so i would say just start with what you've got start small 
um but do start <laughs> that's the get over the hurdle of episode one uh, ideally like i say do a little batch so that you can build that momentum straight from the start and if you've got you know a, you know a handful of episodes and you're releasing them consistently now you're a podcaster you know you're not someone who's just made one podcast episode but now you've got a real podcast um and some podcasts out there only have six episodes and they they do very well anyway um and so my my you know my feeling is that if you if you get good guests, assuming you're doing an interview one, if you get good guests and you ask good questions for that guest and you get good sound quality, you don't need to get an expensive mic and sound like you, you did it in a fancy studio. But as long as people can hear what you're saying without straining, then you're going to have a great podcast. Good guests, good questions, good sound equals great podcast. That's my uh, my takeaway there. No, and I, I think that uh, that's definitely some great takeaways. Now, I'll give you the caveat. If it is terrible sound quality, then it can be bad <laughs> because it, I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's more people are willing to be reasonably understanding. But if they're having to strain to hear or strain to understand, oh, yeah. I think it just causes mental fatigue. So, and and yet, you know, a good, a decent microphone setup isn't very expensive. I think people have in their mind oh, that, yeah. hey, I have to have, you know, a dedicated room that's all sound deadening i have to have the perfect background perfect setup perfect microphone perfect lighting if you're doing video and all that and you have mm -hmm. to do it you have to do a minimum amount you don't want it to be so terrible that it makes you look bad or, or sounds bad but that is a far cry from what you, ha you don't have to have professional level especially not to get started now you always no typically if it's going great and you're really getting guarding a big audience you can always upgrade along the way but i think that that's a, mm -hmm. a great uh, myth to dispel so with that, if people are, want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best <laughs> way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Yep. So you can email me, carl at rumble.studio. That's C-A-R-L at rumble.studio. Um, if you want to download the workshop, like I say, it's at rumble.studio slash workshop. We've got another, we did a webinar recently where we really dive into the nuts and bolts of, of how to make an asynchronous podcast. That's at rumble.studio slash how to. Um, and uh, if you, yeah, if you visit our site, there's plenty more resources there to, to tell you everything you need to know about async podcasting and all the rest. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to check out all the great resources, reach out to Carl, and if nothing else, make a new best friend. So with that, <laughs> thank you again, Carl, for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you can uh, do us a favor and help us to make sure that even more uh, startups and small businesses are, are get access to all this expertise by just clicking share, subscribe, and leave us a review. It really makes it so that uh, we can help as many startups and small businesses as possible. And with that, if you ever need help with your patents, your trademarks, or anything else to start up your small business, just reach out to us. Go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Well, thank you again, Carl, for coming on the podcast and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. It's a pleasure. Thanks very much, Devin. Take care.